every dollar you get is allocated for somewhere to go. It, there's a place for it. Maybe it's savings, maybe it's rent or mortgage or whatever, but every dollar has a place to go. And that way you you don't have that money in your account. Get rid of it so you don't think you have you know $500 that you actually don't have. Welcome to another episode of Hype Fury Presents. In this episode, I talk to Wise Connector. Wise Connector is an Anon account that has been growing rapidly. He started in February 2020, and at the time of recording, he's close to 60,000 followers. And he has some really nice insights that can help you grow your Twitter account. My name is Anik, co-founder of Hype Fury, and I hope you enjoy the show. Tell me, you've been on uh, on Twitter since uh, February 2020, and you already have close to 60,000 followers. How do you do that? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm very fortunate. When I started, it took me over a month to get 100 followers. Wow. And I was putting out some real gems, and I, I just wasn't getting any traction whatsoever. Talking to a wall. Yes, in, in thin air. But, but at some point, I, I started gaining some traction. And then I started getting followers. So it comes down to to good content for me and just the consistency of it. I tweet a lot. You do. I do. I know. How do you, you know, come up with all these tweets? Well, I um, it, it's interesting. I have been taking notes from you know reading books and doc, look at watching documentaries, listening to podcasts, and you know attending conferences for over a decade now i just feverishly take notes on on anything that is around life change or, or, or self-improvement because that's really what i enjoy and the goal of these notes was to create a wisdom book for my children so i was working on the book one night and i thought i wonder if, you know twitter's a, a really cool platform so i i tried it out but as far as content i have Again, over a decade of content. So I've got thousands of this stuff around, you know, wisdom and life change and, you know, good habits. Hey, and so let's let's zoom out a little bit because we, we spoke in the DMs a little bit and you told me you know, about your agency. Can you let us know a little bit about, you know, how your life looks, what, what you've been doing before you started on Twitter? Sure. I... Um, I have a degree in business. I started and I hated what I was doing. So I, I, I decided to start an agency uh, without any experience. And that was in 1998. So I, for, for Twitter, I don't know what the average age is, but I'm on the, the far you know, right of that. I have an agency and, and we were really, in, you know, I started my Twitter before the pandemic. But luckily, I, I did. My industry was really hit hard. In 2020, we had, it was the second worst year that we've had in, in the business. The, the worst year was our first year. And how did you cope with that? Well, Twitter was almost like therapy for me. It gave me something to do with my time. Because, you know, all, all your clients, you know, they they were out of business, so they couldn't hire you anymore? Yes, that. You know, if, there, if there's nothing going on, there's I stay in touch with with clients and you know the relationship marketing, just you know, doing touches and, and things like that, just to stay top of mind. 
but there was a little revenue coming in at that time. Luckily, things have gotten much better. After 22 years of agency work, all of a sudden you thought, hey, I'm going to explore this Twitter thing. What sparked your interest uh, for Twitter? I've always liked Twitter. I have a business Twitter account, but I enjoy reading. I enjoy writing. And, and Twitter allows me to express my thoughts. But the beautiful thing about Twitter is you get the, the almost instant feedback on your thoughts and ideas. You're going to know if it's good or not pretty quickly or, or if you have a dud within minutes. And also like the accessibility to really bright minds, uh, you know, from founders of startups to online entrepreneurs. You know, any business you can think of, Twitter can give you access to those people and, and their their thinking. Now, what was the, the reason you, you got up there? What was what was your personal reason? What did what was your goal? For for getting on Twitter? Yeah. Just to share. I enjoy, you know, learning and probably ninety percent of my content comes from those notes from that wisdom book. But I just enjoy sharing my thoughts and and ideas. When I started my goal, I'm very goal oriented. So I, I charted out, you know, how many followers do I expect? And the first, you know, year I said, okay, I want to get, my goal was 10 followers a day. Well, you met that? I did. At year one, I should have had 3,600 followers. So yeah, I met that. And now I've increased the goal. What's it for this year? I would like to hit a hundred thousand. It's going to be easy. I don't know. You, you <laughs> never know. It's um, because I'm not able to engage as much, you know, with, with everyone. And, and that's the key is, you know, some of these big accounts, they're not engaging at all. And, and I've always prided myself on engaging. If someone likes a post or, or especially comments, I try to go in and like it or, or, or comment or something. And that's getting more and more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Your notifications are blowing up. Yes. I, I just figured out how to uh, mute some of those. Yeah, that helps. It does. I, I figured that out today, actually. So you mentioned, you know, the first month you had 100 followers and you were tweeting into thin air. Yes. What changed? You know, why did you pick up pace all of a sudden? I started engaging with other accounts and not just focused on my content, engaging, retweeting other accounts. And it wasn't the, the big accounts. They were bigger than me. Obviously, I, I had nothing. But, you know, I realized that everyone's looking for most people. I shouldn't say everyone, but most accounts, especially the small ones, are looking for engagement. So instead of just sitting back looking for myself, I started to give it. And when you when you do, it was it was it was given back. And how did your engagement work? Did you talk to people in the DMs? Did you respond to them uh, to their tweets? Uh, typically through tweets. At first, I wasn't comfortable with the DMs at all, but now I do a lot of uh, like you and I chat in DM from time to time. Magic can really happen in, in DMs where you connect with people and and you get some odd stuff as well in the DM. So, but I, I leave it open because I, I enjoy, uh, you know, connecting with people. Yeah, so do I. I think it's, uh, 
it's very important to stay open-minded to be open to you know new relationships um on twitter you never know what's uh, gonna come out of it yeah i've had some great dms from you and from from other people so i'm very grateful that we yeah we have an opportunity to connect to people so you mentioned you started engaging with others started responding people reacted to that say hey this guy is actually you know he's human he's just he's not only tweeting good stuff but he's also you know getting involved in the uh, conversation what were things that you tried to get people to you know get back to you to create engagement besides just the you know the commenting on tweets well when I, when I got enough followers I, I started asking questions to get engagement and I still do that what I've learned I still Put into place today to continue growing. Why change what has worked for me? So I every day I ask questions. I ask two questions a day, and at the same time, every day. Yeah, and I've seen your questions really blow up as well. They do really well. Yeah, and thank you. First of all, the key for me in asking questions is that anyone can answer the question if they have a pulse. That's the only requirement you need to answer my question. You know, it's about relatability. It's not for people that just have a degree. It's not for people that just have made a million dollars or whatever. It's for, or people that are married, it's for anyone with a pulse. And it really helps with the, from the analytics side, because you have the likes and you have the comments combined. So how do you come up with what those questions are? Because, you know, two a day, that's 60 a month. Those are a lot of questions. Yes, they are. If you pay attention, you're going to see the questions come up again. I try to have enough where I don't ask the same question, at least in the same way. You got your favorites. I do. I just think of what's relatable. You know, the best question you can ask is, you know, what are you thankful for? Everyone can answer it. Another way to say it is, what are you grateful for? So that's two questions asking the same thing. You know, we're all in different seasons of our life, but, and we have different interests and, and different paths, but we all have the same issues, the same wants and needs. So I, I, I hone in on that. That's good. Yeah, it really, it really works. It really works. And when you started out, were you always that consistent? Were you always very active? I think you, well, you tweet more than 10 times a day, I think. But when you started out, was that the same thing? It wasn't. No, as I've grown, I've got followers you know, in, in different parts of the, the world. So I'm, I'm, my following is constantly changing. The, the times are constantly changing. And I'm having to reevaluate that almost a monthly basis. I think, well, I saw you tweet about how many followers you gain a day. That's, it's about 350. Is it still correct? Because you, you keep track of that. I do keep track of that. Because one thing, I, my online business is, is selling growth. So if I if I'm gonna sell it, I, I better have it. So yeah, we you know I average you know three fifty about twelve to thirteen thousand a month new followers. And you did something interesting that was a couple of months ago. You actually changed your profile pic. What what happened then? Yeah, I um, I had no idea my account was gonna take off like it has when I started. Again, my goal was ten a day, ten followers a day. So I. Said, you know, I'm going to take more ownership of this account from a personal standpoint. I wasn't going to change the name, but I, I went in and added a actual picture of me one 
afternoon. And it was a terrible idea. Within 12 hours, not only did I not gain followers, I lost over 200 followers from changing that picture. So the anon picture is, is what I went back to quickly before I went down to zero. <laughs> you thought you were going to go back to zero? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I never lost followers that quickly before. You know, you lose a, a few a day, but I mean, they were clicking the button, leaving. My reasoning would have been these people, they have to get used to my new picture. And a couple of people also probably thought, hey, who is this guy? I'm not following him. They had to readjust to your new look. But we spoke a little bit about this in the DMs as well. You had you had a different reason. You really thought that, you know, the Anon picture was just a lot better than, than yours. And it really helps you grow. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought initially. But as I, uh, I've had some time with it, it wasn't really about me. It was more about people don't like change. They have an image of who I am, and that's what they want to keep. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that because I've seen other people change their profile picture. And I've also, you know, I really need to readjust. I'm like, who is this? And then every time you see a new picture in your timeline, you're thinking, hey, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? So it definitely, you know, it can be good and bad. It can also just draw attention back to you again. But I guess it, it backfired a little bit for you. It did. And I remember when you changed your picture, I'm thinking, who's this guy in the brown shirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's, it's funny. But so, yeah, so you actually, you lost like 500 followers in a 12 hour period and you. No, like, like it was, it was just over 200. Yeah. But, but you missed the, the gain of like 300. So I'd say. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're making it worse. No, no. Well, it's just, I thought it was, well, funny might not be the the correct word, but it was an interesting experiment. And I really, I didn't think it would make such a big impact, but you know, it did. It, it, yeah. Instead of growing your account, you started losing followers. That's quite a big thing. Yes, it is. It was a lesson. And I, I do want to do that again at some point and just write it out. Like you said, slowly morph, your Anon picture towards your, your new one. Exactly. Start taking hair off that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So let's get back to, you know, 100 followers. You started engaging with others. Your account started growing. You know, there was also a point in time when you started tweeting more. When was that? And why did you decide to tweet more? Well, as my engagement grew, it can be almost addictive. You know, you, oh, they, they like this one. I bet they'll love this one. And so as long as I got up to tweeting almost every other hour. And I've, I've seen you tweet a lot, and, you know, in my time, so as in, in my mornings as well. Do you schedule any tweets? I do. And, and I'm going to have to do that more as my agency business is picking up again. Because I, I want to uh, remain consistent. Yeah, I bet. So how many, how many tweets uh, per day do you average? Probably 15. It's a lot of tweets every day. And 90% comes from the decade of writing your, your notebooks. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm going in and again, like I, I do with the question, I, I change it up. I try to change up the word structure of my tweet. I'm a 
uh, power of the source is my friend. And let's say some people might not want to wait a decade before they have enough stuff to tweet about. What would you suggest people do to, you know, get like a, a database or a notebook full of good tweets? Uh, read. Reading is the best way to grow your knowledge base. And it's all about, you know, gaining more knowledge. One thing we did, because there's a lot of non-English speaking people out there who are tweeting in English. And you can tell that sometimes mine looks like that. But, you know, it, the words just aren't the right word. Yeah. You know, so there, there's grammarly, the app is a good one to help them, you know, with that. But we, we came up with a, a book, a, an ebook. I hope you don't mind me mentioning this. It helps with content. It's called Content 101. And it's basically keywords and templates where it's almost plug and play to help people with content. Because that seems to be the biggest thing for people. They don't know what to say, what to tweet. So run us through that course, that ebook. Well, it, you know, it, it's sectioned off by you know, money Twitter, finance Twitter, you know, business, spiritual, yeah. different sections. And there's keywords for each of those sections. You know, what are some words that you'll find in, you know, money Twitter? Yeah. It has all those, not all of those, but it has uh, probably 40 keywords per section. And then it ha underneath, it also gives words of uh, polarity, you know, good, bad, you know, ugly, pretty, whatever it might be. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but then it has structures. It has over 60 structures. The more you blank, the less you blank. So you look at the keywords to fill in those structures. And it's specifically designed for Twitter. It is, it could be used for, I guess it could be used for other platforms, not Instagram, but. So it helps you create tweets based off, you know, like uh, default keywords that are often used. And then you get, you know, different modalities of those keywords and you get like, how do you say that? Like um, example tweets or something like that? Yes, that's exactly right. And I've gone as far as to show examples on the, the Gumroad page that, that has, uh, you know, Content 101 where it, it hosts the ebook, but it, it has examples and it shows the, engagement uh, numbers of those tweets that are from Content 101. So they're powerfully engaging and they're simple. It's that kind of thing where you say, ah, I should have known this. This is so simple. It, Why didn't I think of that? Right. And that's the best things typically are that. And most of my tweets are things that people know. It's fundamentals that people know they just need or they just need that reminder. When you read a book, how do you take notes? Or do you just have the Twitter app next to you? And when you read something interesting, you just schedule it immediately? No, that's a, a really good idea. I, I haven't thought of that. I typically do audiobooks through Audible, but I'm constantly stopping it to take notes. So it takes me 10 times as long to get through it as it should. And if I like it enough, if I'm getting enough good stuff from it, and it's not just from Twitter. I, I'm, you know, Again, I'm working on my children's book as well. But I'll, I'll actually buy the hard copy of it. I did that recently with a uh, Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights. It's an excellent book. 
Uh, if you haven't read it, I wish you would. You would enjoy it. I haven't. Hmm. Interesting. And so you literally still use a notebook like in the old times? No, I'm not. I'm not that old school. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I use my uh, my notes on my phone. I actually downloaded my notes uh, to a Word document. And I have probably 10, it would be worth 10 posts per page. And I had 256 pages. So just a ton of, of content. Wow. And that's predominantly from audiobooks. But yeah. For the, and I haven't been doing audiobooks for 10 years, probably three. But yeah, from books and podcasts uh, like this and uh, you know conferences. Wow where they have you know, different speakers from different parts of business or, or wherever they might be from. At what point in time did you start tweeting like 10, 15 times a day? That wasn't when you had 100 or maybe 1,000 followers, but... No, probably around 5,000. And I don't know if this is everyone's experience who has is north of 10,000. But once I hit 10,000, things sort of took off. And I grew from... 10,000 to 20,000 in 37 days. Wow. And it took me, I'm not sure uh, how long it took me to get to 10,000. It took me five months. Yeah. So things started speeding up when you hit 10,000. And you also started tweeting more when you reached five. And what other things, you know, did you change? Did you just continue on with engaging and tweeting 15 times a day? I did, and connecting more in, in DMs and you know more retweeting. I, I do a lot of retweeting now because that is the – I think it's the compound interest of Twitter because when I retweet you, you're getting access to my audience, uh, and, and that's when you see some big shifts in numbers. You know, One thing I, I've done differently, if, if you read the, the growth guides and stuff, they tell you to go and subtweet or, or under, tweet under a large account. Uh, that ha it's in the same niche that you're in. I like to engage with, and I not you know now and also when I was you know five thousand, engage with accounts my size and smaller. Interesting. Why? Because they're looking for engagement and they appreciate the engagement. You know, you go to a big account and under tweet them or subtweet them, and you may get something from that. I'm not sure what you'll get, but you don't you typically won't get any engagement from that large account. I think people do that in hopes of getting, saying something clever or witty or, or pithy and hoping to get the, the eyes of that large account. Which is a lot harder to get than from smaller accounts. Yeah. And, and that's why I make it a point to try to engage with everyone that, that makes a comment on mine. I never, and I always want to, that's how you can differentiate yourself is by being kind and, and available. Yeah. So you retweet a lot smaller accounts and what's your logic behind that? You know, so for them, it's also, you know, wow, hey, this account with 50, 60,000 followers is retweeting me. So do you think that that account will also, you know, engage with you more or longer? What's your reasoning behind that? Well, now I keep in mind it's the same concept, engage with accounts my size. So now I'm, I'm pushing 60,000 at the time of this podcast. So I focus on those size accounts. I'm not necessarily retweeting the, the guys at 100, but I, I do have conversations with them if they're looking to grow. How do you pick accounts? There are accounts that are similar 
to mine and dissimilar, but I like what they say, you know, I like their content. And I, I look at it and say, would this do well with my audience? And is that something organic or do you actually go out and find new accounts or do you just spot them on your timeline or how, how does it work? I typically spot them on my timeline or someone's retweeted them. And, and there's some accounts that I check in with, you know, almost on a daily basis and say, hey, what's what's out there? This, you know, this person's always and, and you're one of those, by the way. Uh, you know, this person puts out some good content. What do they have today? Is it something that can I can use and save one of my tweets? Nice. So a lot of people are, you know, who doesn't want 60,000 followers? You know, you're in the, I don't know, like at least a top 0.5%, I think. But it took a while before you started actually monetizing your account. I think it was, you must have known, but 30,000 followers, something like that? Yeah, I, I waited too late. I was going to do it at 10,000. But once I hit 10, I had a growth book because I started documenting everything that was working. And I'd purchased a couple of guides and, and one was good, but the other was basically saying, you know, follow for follow. That was the method that they were teaching, which I totally disagree with. But I just kept experimenting and and documenting until I reached 10,000. But then the next 10,000 came so quickly that I was, my ebook wasn't ready. <laughs> Your content was too good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. So and people were reaching out to me, and, and what the catalyst for the my growth ebook, engage and grow, was people were reaching out to me. They started noticing my growth after the the ten thousand. So people people were asking you, hey, what's your secret? What's your secret sauce? And then you were like, well, I can create a course out of this. Exactly, that's exactly right. They were saying, hey, what are you doing? And can you help me? And I was thinking, yeah, as Jack Butcher, I, I think, says, you know, build once, sell forever. So I created that. It, it was around 30,000 when I when it actually did come out. So typically, and the goal was to do it at 10,000 or right after 10. Yeah. And, and I've got some friends that, that have that same, at 10,000 seems to be the sweet spot. But I don't really know that. You know, when you're selling a Twitter growth course, I guess you have to have something to show for <laughs> Yeah, you, you have to have it if you're selling it. It's interesting. I have people that want to be an affiliate for the growth course. I had one last night reach out and say, I'd love to be an affiliate. I said, you have 73 followers. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't convince people that you know you can teach them how to grow their business. Or not their business, excuse me, their account. Huh. I see people doing that really quickly. They're quick to monitor or, or quick to want to monetize. Yeah. And did you also say no to that person because you thought that would undermine your own authority? I said no for two reasons. One is it's almost laughable when someone has 73 followers and telling you I can help you grow and if I have 500. But second, when someone's an affiliate for me, I want them to be successful and I want to set them up for success. And I think I think they need to have a thousand followers before they can start showing people how to grow. I think a thousand is, if you can get a thousand follower, the average follower count on Twitter, when I, I wrote my Engage and Grow, it was 772 was the average number of followers. So they should be above average before they start selling something. Yeah. And do they have to buy your book as well? I would hope they would. That's not always the case, but I 
if they don't buy it, uh, if they're an affiliate and they have potential, I will make sure they read it. Yeah. No, and normally what happens, well, what I've seen is, you know, people just buy someone's course and then they reach out to them and say, hey, your course was great, you know, it's just to get into the DMs and then, you know, a next step could be, hey, can I feel it for you? And then you can really, you know, start growing a relationship. Absolutely. That, that's what the, the guy did last night. He, he had bought the course, but he hadn't implemented it. Yeah. I mean, put it to work and show your work. And you created a second course on Gumro, no? Yeah, I the new one. Yep. Better Habits, Better Life. Yep. Yes. I did that because again, I love to read and I love self help. And when you read a lot of of self help and life change books, they it all boils down to the same thing. Do these things and they're they're said different ways and in different orders and things like that. But it's basic stuff. So I created a four-chapter ebook. It's actually four ebooks within that one called Better Habits, Better Life. And it's totally focused on life change. It's small, it's digestible, there's no fluff, there's no BS. You know, I, I wasn't going for a page count. I was just going for what will help someone become, you know, financially free you know, how to live a, a more meaningful life, you know, the book called Significance or the chapter called Significance, you know, cre- how to create income versus earning income and how to become successful in your career. So those are the four chapters. And, and what I'm doing, I'm going to continue to add to that. So it will get bigger and, and better over time. Someone might think, well, I'll just wait for that to get better. But, it, you know, anyone that buys it, they get the updates, the new chapters, absolutely free when they come out. You know, you're familiar with Gumroad. It, you know, you send them out immediately any updates. So starts with four, and, and hopefully it's going to grow to a, a much larger number of chapters. Nice. And so, like, in, in a, I don't know, 30 to 90-day period, when people follow your course, you know, to create a better life for themselves financially, what would people need to do? It's about understanding where your money is going. It's about creating a budget. So you create, you understand where your money is going versus wondering where it went. And there's different budget apps that I use and recommend in the financial, financial freedom chapter. It's just looking at your expenses and saying, you know, what can I really get rid of here? So it, it just breaks down bad financial habits and tries to replace those with good financial habits. Nice. I think a lot of people will, uh, will benefit from that. You know, it's, it's very easy to spend your money. And then at the end of the month, you know, find out that your, your bank account is, is empty and there's still a little bit of month or week left. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's, uh, there's a method called zero budget. I think it's zero budget. And what it is, Every dollar you get is allocated for somewhere to go. It, there's a place for it. Maybe it's savings, maybe it's rent or mortgage or whatever, but every dollar has a place to go. And that way you you don't have that money in your account. Get rid of it. So you don't think you have you know, $500 that you actually don't have. And that you'll then spend on something that you don't need or something to impress someone else. Yeah, and that gets into the significance. 
were all about upgrades. Every, everything, you know, I've got a phone. I've got an iPhone 7 when the, the 12 is out now. And I've got a buddy that makes fun of me because he gets the newest every time. But mine works. Why change it? I've, I had to go get a new battery for it. Huh. But I, I guess I'm just old school, you know, until it, you know, I've even replaced the screen on it. So I'm talking myself into a new phone right now. <laughs> no, I'm a little bit the same. I, I've changed my phone for every four years, I think. So, yeah, I had the iPhone 1 and then 4 and then 6 and then now the XR, 10R. Now, some people like to buy uh, new stuff every year, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money for something pretty similar to what you already have. Yeah, and, and there's no happiness behind it. And the concept is, you know, you're feeding an appetite and an appetite can never be fully satisfied. You know, feeding it makes it grow. It, you know, it makes it expand. Uh, you have to starve it to get it to go away. Oh, that's a good one. And so uh, what I'm still wondering is, which one of the courses is selling better? Because on the one hand, you have an audience that's clearly interested in what you have to say, as in, you know, your tweets resonate, they get a lot of engagement, but you also have an audience that, that's interested in growing on Twitter. So can, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, right now in the Better Habits, Better Life, that just, it's only been out for four days and I haven't promoted it at all. So thanks for seeing that. I did put it on my profile, but the bundle package is selling by far the best. The bundle of content or, or engage and grow and content 101 together, that's by far doing very well. Interesting. And, and that's mostly because of, you know, the pair is, you know, worth more, but you're paying less. So pr they're pretty price sensitive decision people are making. Yes. There's a discount when you get the bundle. So, yeah, for sure. And, and they really, they complement each other very well. And, and that was the, the intent of it. That's nice. If people can create better habits, they can also create the habit of growing their Twitter account because, you know, not everybody has the time to, you know, create 10 or 15 tweets. Some people don't even get to create two or three tweets a day consistently. Absolutely. My content is not, I don't do threads and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really push the limit of the 288 characters. Some people do. I, I, I don't have that much to say. I, I tweet what I like, and I guess what everyone does. I like short, you know, one tweet, one thought type of, that's sort of my my thinking. Something that they can, that will resonate. Because, you know, unless it's a list of things, you know, if, if I give you five different ideas in one tweet, you're going to remember one, or you're going to remember none. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit easier to create those tweets, I guess, than when you're creating threads and with screenshots and stuff like that. But, you know, you still have to create 15 tweets a day. Yeah, absolutely. It, it still works. I always want to tweet value. And, and do you sit down like once a day to schedule your day or, or how does that work? No, I schedule at least a week out. I'm early. I'm, I'm the guy in the parking lot at, for a 9 a.m. meeting. I'm there at 8.30. Nice. And in those 30 minutes, you look in your notes and you start scheduling your tweets for the week? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying I, like, I don't like to rush. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Figure speech. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sitting in my car. That, that's when I tweet that 30 minutes. No, I, 
I, I'm just early. I, I like to show up early, so I'm not, I'm not running in late or, or whatever. And, yeah. and I'm not feeling, I don't do well under a, a tight deadline. Yeah. So you make sure you have a, a week's worth of tweets all, always scheduled. So you have enough time to, you know, create more and, 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 you know, pump more tweets in your schedule. Yeah. And that's just personal preference. Some people are motivated by a timeline. I am demotivated by it. Well, Wise Connector, thank you very much for uh, being my guest. Where can people find you? They can find me at Wise Connector on Twitter. Great. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. I enjoyed chatting with you, and I will uh, talk to you soon. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next show. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave an iTunes review and give us a shout-out on Twitter with your favorite part. We'll be on the lookout for your tweets so we can retweet them. See you again next week.